Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. We are live on Bucks Life Media. Welcome. We are live on FanStreamSports.com. As always, my name is James Lumen, one of your hosts of Set the Sales, the podcast. We are so happy to be on live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and of course, Twitch. And uh, joining me as always is my wonderful co-host, introducing Mr. Britt Buck himself, James Wilson. Hello. Good evening, good sir. Good evening, good evening, and... You know, I think for a lot of places today, hottest day of the year, and I hope everyone's had a fantastic uh, Memorial Weekend and a great Memorial Day. Uh, thrilled to be here doing this, doing what we love. Can't wait to get to episode five. Episode, episode five. five. We made it. We've I'm made it to one hand. One hand. We've made it to one hand. We now uh, need joining us. Hands. Yeah, we're going to need two hands next week. It's great. Joining us for her first debut show could not be more excited wait a Our second newest you host. Her? that's right her her truth the truth everybody oh God, wild truth the truth joining us <laughs> what are you doing that's i'm muting you ruth how are you doing i am doing absolutely fantastic considering the quarantine and all the madness going on in the world but doing really you know really good knowing that sports is just around the corner yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, we're just going to go ahead and jump right into the water here. So if you're joining us and you want to leave a comment below, do so. We're going to have the comments playing throughout the show. But joining us is a very special guest, Buccaneer sideline reporter, TJ Reeves is in the house with us tonight. TJ, how are we doing? Happy Memorial Day weekend. I got James, I got James, and I got the debut of Ruth, the truth. We got it going on here. We on the podcast and the video show. That's the way you start house. your Monday. That's right. And it's definitely good. So, TJ, we're, we're going to start right away. One of the first things I want to ask you real quick, I know you're going to share a story about something really funny here in just a second. But before we get to that, I do want to ask you a quick Bucks question. Obviously, with the season, we're kind of still up in the air. We're not really sure what's going to happen yet. We're I thought it was going to be through. the obvious first question. Have you met Tom Brady yet? That's the one question I've gotten for like I mean, two months. I mean, I wasn't going to start with that. I was going to wait until later. No, but seriously, with the season right around the corner, obviously obviously with signing Tom Brady, it's a big deal. And we'll talk about Tom here in just a minute. But um, what are your expectations? I mean, obviously with adding a big name like that, there's obviously some great expectations. But – you know, you've been with the team a while doing the sideline reporting, obviously. You've seen a lot. 
So can you just walk us through a little bit of some expectations you have this year? Well, first, it's great to be with you here on the Set the Sales podcast. So I, you made it to five episodes and you're still on. So that's fantastic. And the expectations are through the roof. I mean, obviously, when you sign a six-time Super Bowl winning first ballot unanimous Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, this is the same excitement level when Denver got Peyton Manning, although they didn't know really what they had because he was hurt. This is the same excitement level when Minnesota suddenly had Brett Favre, remember, about uh, eight, nine years ago when the Kansas City Chiefs got Joe Montana. That may be a little bit before you guys' time, but I'm old. I'm getting old. The excitement and the expectation is these guys have won Super Bowls somewhere else, and we believe they can help us do that uh, here in this market. And in, in the Bucks' case, it has been a long, dry spell since the postseason. So I know I don't have to tell you that or the audience that, but the expectation right now is not just playoffs, but do damage in the playoffs, if not be in the biggest game. And everybody is excited, even with everything is, that's going on, as Ruth was mentioning. We've all been isolated, social distancing. You know, I just got to know you guys, but, you know, maybe the Brit Buck uh, has been practicing social distancing his whole adult life. I don't know. Maybe he's been in isolation. <laughs> I, I don't know what the case is, but we've all had to get used to this. We've all had to be away from what we love for a lot of this and hopefully we're slowly getting back to sports and eventually Buccaneer training camp, Buccaneer season cannot wait. Yeah. And do you know what? It's like one of the things that you said there a couple of times actually sort of brings into one of the questions that I had for you. You keep mentioning excitement. Now, obviously people watching know who TJ Reeves is. You are the book sideline guy. And I'm sort of curious, have you ever sort of been so caught up in the action the excitement being on the sidelines that you've actually just completely forgotten that you've got a job to do. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, it has happened more than once where you're standing and watching going, holy cow. One of the things that I will go back to is Matt Bryant's 62 yard field goal to win the Eagles game, which yeah. again, to go back to that moment, they're playing against the dreaded Eagles who have always been the Bucks, you know, enemy nemesis and the, and the Buccaneers eventually broke through, obviously won the NFC championship game in Philadelphia, closed down Veterans Stadium. Yes, for all time, Eagles fans, the last game in the old stadium is a Buccaneer win over the Eagles. And the first game in the new stadium, however long it stands, is a win on Monday Night Football the next year over the Eagles. So they're playing the Eagles after that in 2006. It looked like they were going to lose the game late in the game. Uh, Bruce Gradkowski was the quarterback, got him, got him near midfield, and then they're going to line up and kick a 62-yard field goal for the win, losing the game, whatever it was, by a point or two points. So this is win or lose on the kick. And when he kicked the ball, the sound that it made, the thud sounded like they were firing the cannons on the pirate ships. That's the first thing. The second thing is the ball took like an extra second to come across where I'm standing and head towards the goalpost because it was so far away. And then, as you mentioned, Britt Buck, you lose yourself for a second. That may, you know, The thing goes through and everybody's going crazy and you're like, holy cow. Right. And then you're remembering, wait a minute, we have a job to do. We have the, we have the radio. Luckily, I was <laughs> off the air. Gene Deckerhoff, our uh, Hall of Fame play-by-play -play man, was screaming out of his mind on that call. You, you can YouTube it, look it up on the internet. He's going out of his mind on the radio call on that. But there's a great example that sometimes you just go crazy and you, and you have to catch yourself uh, in a moment like that. I mean, it's just sort of following on from sort of the same thing. And it's just something that's sort of dear to, to me and is probably my favorite play ever in Buccaneers history. 
and this is going to catch me so much heat, but there's a reason behind it. So when Michael Spilk finally broke the curse and, re <laughs> and recorded that kick return for a touchdown, that simply is, is one of my favorite plays. And it's it's the Gene Decker half call. Obviously, you're there when all this, this is going on. How tempted were you to just run onto the field, pick up Michael, <laughs> and just run with him? So Gene's call, again, look it up, is run, Michael, run, Michael, because the Buccaneers, again, had never returned a kickoff. Ruth, you may not know this, but the hardcore fans know this. The Buccaneers had never returned a kickoff in their what? Let me do the math. Uh, 31-year history at that time uh, from 19... 76 to 2007, if I have it all correct, right? 31 years up until that point, had never run a kickoff back. They were the only franchise in the NFL that had never done that. And this was in a game that they were winning early on in the game against the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons like kicked a field goal or something, then they kicked off. And Michael Spurlock on the story takes off on the near sideline by the buck bench right in front of me. So the visibility I had is here he comes in front of me, you can kind of see the lane going this way, and now I can't see anything but players, and I have to step out on the field a step or two, or at least out from where I was, to see him get by the last guy. And everybody in the end zone's jumping up and down. You could tell. And then the next thing you're doing is you're looking, is there a flag that's going to call this back? I'm looking everywhere for the flag. Gene's hollering. Gene's saying no flags. So, yes, there's another moment where you lose yourself as a fan. What a what a memory. Right. Now, coming off of uh, the question about the excitement and you losing yourself, you know, being honest with the Tampa Bay Bucks, they're solid draft picks. They got somebody protecting Brady in the offensive line and the offseason uh, sign-ins. How likely do you see your Tampa Bay Bucks making it to the Super Bowl and being the first team in NFL history to play in the Super Bowl on their home field? How, what is the excitement that would be running through your body at that moment? legitimate question but we got a long way to go how about get in the playoffs and win a playoff game i mean since the super bowl season that's the last time that the bucks have won a playoff game have only been in the playoffs twice since then i'm not telling the fans anything they don't already know and james and james you know this as well yes there would be amazing drama building up in a postseason in january god willing we get to to the season we play the whole season with everything that's happened so far we're able to play the whole season and you start the playoffs in january but with each step you would have your eyes on super bowl 55 which is in tampa bay it would be off the charts if they mm -hmm. get to being on the verge of playing for that so again you've got a long way to go you haven't suited up yet for the first practice much less the first game but there's a definite expectation that this is going to be a Super Bowl contending team. If, if again, God willing, Tom Brady is healthy uh, and the weapons that are all around him are healthy from Evans to Godwin to Howard to Bray to Gronkowski to Ronald Jones and the backs they got in the draft. If those guys are healthy with the offensive line in front of them, this could be a fantastic, could be a fantastic season. And I think that's what everybody's hoping for. Then just take it one step at a time. Get into January and take it one step at a time. Yeah, and I agree with you. And we're talking to Buck sideline guy. You can follow him at Twitter right there on uh, TJ Reeves, of course. Uh, one interesting thing for me before we talk is you got about a few minutes left here, and I want you to explain this story that's standing right behind you. But before <laughs> I get to that quickly, I have to ask you, did you see the shot on the seventh hole oh, yesterday? Lord. Tom, we need Charles Barkley at every home game moving forward. <laughs> 
every right. home game, he's um, got to be right inside of his ears saying, Tom, you ain't going to score. You ain't gonna do that. Was the you most got nothing, Tom. shot. Yes, you're, right. you're terrible. You're terrible. <laughs> you're absolutely, it was absolutely uh, terrible. Um, <laughs> so several things. The first thing is we were we were gravitating to that if you're a Buccaneer fan or if you're a Peyton Manning fan or if you're a golf fan. I, I did some work with PGA Tour Radio a couple of broadcast lives ago earlier in this decade. Uh, actually, in the last decade, in the 2010s, did a bunch of work for PGA Tour Radio. I've had the chance to call live play-by-play of Tiger Woods and, and Phil Mickelson at golf tournaments. That's totally different than a buck game, by the way, because you go – here, I'll even get the mic. You're like this. You're like, we're at 17 now with Tiger Woods <laughs> as, he gets, as he gets ready to putt. And, uh, uh, so that's the, that's the golf. That's the golf call instead of screaming and hollering. Uh, so I've gotten the chance to do that. And so I know a little bit about it. And, and man, you felt for Tom Brady. I mean, the one thing that I kept saying, I didn't put it on social media, but I kept texting to people, is it's obvious he ain't been playing a whole lot of golf with how it was off to the right and off to the left and, and struggling. And then suddenly on the seventh hole, he hit the shot that everybody's going to remember, that everybody's going to talk about, that they've replayed six million times since yesterday on the Internet and everywhere uh, and that's not something that you plan on doing. The, the, the high-level PGA Tour pros can plan, okay, I, I may try to hit this beyond the hole and back it up and have it go in the hole. It could not have been more perfect that he was having such trouble, and he had even ripped his pants. He had ripped his <laughs> pants before he did that and still put it on the green and had it back up into the hole. What a moment. And I love the look after he did it because he's just kind of looking around with that look that look that we've seen so many times with the Patriots, like, come get some. Who wants us now? Come get some type look. Can't wait to see that in Buck Color. So, yeah, I was watching. Every, I think everybody that's a sports fan was so starved. We were all watching uh, that yesterday to see some entertainment. And kudos to Tiger, to Phil, to Peyton, to Tom Brady, to everybody that put that together, the organizers, the crew that was out there in the pouring down rain before it began, raining while they're playing, raining hard at the end while they were playing. They knew that there were millions of people watching that, and we're going to do everything we can to finish before it's dark and all of that stuff. It was great theater, and it was just it was a lot of fun for uh, for Tom Brady to be part of that and for us as Buccaneer fans, media, et cetera, to be saying – that guy's going to suit up for the Bucks this year. Was it the New England Patriots, Tom Brady? They even introduced him as the as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around that, I think, still. But, all right, real quick, a few more minutes. We're about to close with you. Let's hear the story behind what is behind <laughs> you because this story okay. is apparently – one of the funniest you have. So let's okay, hear about so this it. This is a good story. But again, if you're listening only, you've got to find the video. Remind them again because it's on Facebook. It's on YouTube. Okay. you got to find the video, right, James? On, yes, on finding the video. So right now I am holding up. I'll do a little play-by-play because I talk a lot. What a surprise. I'll do a little <laughs> play-by-play in case you can't see this. So James, the, the Brit Buck, you, you knew what this was right away when you saw this. You said immediately to me before we even pr- started yeah. the show tonight, you said immediately to, to me that is? Well, that is the uh, Mike Olsa Russian doll. Uh, I don't Russian, and I believe they pronounce it Rustica doll. All right, so here's the tricky thing. So you notice it's a Super Bowl commemorative, Super Bowl champs. Russian Rustica dolls. So what about these dolls makes them special? Well, you start off, and it's going to squeak a little bit. You start off with Mike Allstott, and you take out of the Rustica doll of Mike Allstott, Keyshawn Johnson from your Super Bowl Buccaneers, 
as a rooster cadal. All right. Wow. No roots ever seen one of these before, but we're still <laughs> going here. So this is going to squeak a little bit because these dolls, these dolls squeak. So out of the Keyshawn doll, we have my buddy Martin Gramatica, the famous kicker of the Buccaneers. <laughs> the Gramatica Rustica doll is inside the Keyshawn Rustica awesome. doll. It's going to squeak again. Oh, there's another one. There's another doll. <laughs> yes, Super Bowl winning quarterback Brad yeah. Johnson, littler there Brad, much smaller Brad Johnson inside the Gramatica, inside Keyshawn, inside Allstott. And who do you think is going to be the tiniest Buccaneer Check. in the irony of the Rustica dolls? Who else? But the famed, I'm holding it up for the video, 99 Warren Sapp is the smallest of the Roostica dolls. So, again, I will put this back together on camera. The audience needs to find this on video through Set the Sales podcast and their channels. You guys are watching me on TV. Put the Roostica doll back together. A family friend, the Phillips, and they'll probably hear about this or see it, the Phillips and Sherwood families, they were on vacation right after the Super Bowl, I think in Alaska, and saw this. What are the chances? Buck fans from Florida that saw this Rustica doll in a gift shop in Alaska and said, we know somebody that has to have it. It's the Buck sideline guy. So there you go. Put all back together. That is awesome. The Mike Allstock Rustica doll that sits in my office. What Did I deliver on the story? Are you happy with the story? Thank you. Thank you. So what comes into play when it's like who goes the smallest, who goes the biggest? How do they how do they decide that? I don't know. But the yeah, ironic bro. thing is Sap is the biggest, meanest, loudest mouth buccaneer from that Super Bowl team. So it's ironic that he would be yeah. the tiniest. He would be the he would be yeah. the last one. He would be the smallest, but it works. It works. Brett Buck, did I deliver on the Russian doll? Yes. And what I love about this like little story with the Russian doll is that actually it's Warren Sap that is right at the center of that. <laughs> Small as he may be, but he was always there, and he was always the emotional leader, and always the guy that was willing to knock everybody around. That's for sure. <laughs> Middle awesome. What else? Keep coming. You got anything else? What else? Well, as we, as we, as we oh, yeah, go ahead. and loses. <laughs> what is it? I'm sorry. Can I get a prediction on the season? Oh. Wins and losses in the regular season. What are you seeing? Wins or losses in the regular season. So we've seen the schedule now, and there's a lot of primetime games. Very interesting play. that you don't play the Falcons until the very end, two of the last three weeks. Play some division, you know, open up at New Orleans, which will not be easy. Playing, uh, what, Thursday night at Chicago, Monday night at the Giants. I, I, I have said this consistently. You don't bring in Tom Brady and expect anything under 10 wins. They won 10 with their eyes closed every year in New England. Doesn't the expectation guys have to start at 10 wins? And then the question becomes, can you win an 11th game? And if you're talking about winning a 12th game, you're probably going to contend, if not win the division. And then who knows what happens after that? Do you get a bye? Do you get to you know play the, the second weekend? I think 10 wins, very realistic, Ruth, the truth. Very realistic. And I think 11 or 12 within reach. Brady healthy, weapons healthy, playing the full season. God God willing, let's play a full season. Let's see if you can't get to 11 or 12 wins. Yeah, and obviously we've got one of our more famous fans watching us um, <laughs> who has, has brought out the, the prediction of 12 and 4. He, he of course, is gonna be, his son is going to be very, very close with Tom. <laughs> Uh, so big shout out to, to Dean Jensen. Um, we've we've seen Big Red taking part in those those practices held by Tom Brady. Um, fold the towel. 
Fold the towel. <laughs> that's, that's Ryan. That's Ryan Jensen. In case you don't know, it's Ryan Jensen's father, Dean. Of course, I'm sure you know that already. But, uh, but anyway, Dean. yeah, he's awesome. All right, well, that's gonna do it, TJ, for us. TJ, real quick before you go, tell us: is there anything you're involved in right now you want to promote? You got a couple seconds. Hey. The floor is yours, my friend. Hey, thank you for that. They can follow me there at Buck Sideline Guy. I have a podcast. I don't have a video thing, but you can stick this out there. You can put it in your uh, in your chat, in your live comments. Find the Three Dog Thursday podcast. We love picking underdogs on the Thursday show during the football season, especially. Right now, we don't have games, so we can't predict underdogs against the number or fun with Three Dog Thursday. It's a fun, lighthearted podcast. I interview sports personalities, etc. When the games resume, it'll be a lot of fun. Three Dog Thursday. Find that wherever you have podcasts. Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Thank you for the plug on that. And when the season comes around, you'll hear me doing radio stuff with Coach Bruce Arians before and after the game. We have a Nothing But Bucks podcast that comes out through Buccaneers.com and the mobile app that's in the season. So you'll see uh, Buccaneers uh, coverage uh, on Buccaneers.com and hear it on Nothing But Bucks. What's up, Animal? I see Joe there. That's the Animal. That's a longtime 45-year Buccaneer fan that's right there. So. He's great been on our be show. Guys. He's been on our show a couple of times. It's yeah, great. great to be with you guys here tonight. Good luck with many more episodes, and I'd love to come back another time. Absolutely. Ruth, the truth. Make sure those guys, make sure the two Jameses behave. All right. All right. Oh, alive. goodness. <laughs> all right. You're dismissed. <laughs> you're dismissed. How dare you That's say that to me, Fred? No, I'm kidding. Hey, that was TJ Reed. TJ, awesome guy, really fun. And I, I definitely, uh, Appreciate him joining us here just for a few minutes. Of course, real quick before we get our next guest, we're actually uh, uh, waiting on another guest to join us here in just a second uh, who's actually going to uh, talk a little bit. Oh, he's actually with us now. But uh, Ruth, the truth, I'm going to give you the floor. Who do we got coming on now? All right. So we got the fantasy stock guy. Hello, Corey, as well. Everybody knows him as Bush. Make sure to follow him on Twitter. He's got a lot going on with fantasy football. Corey, welcome to the show. Welcome. It's nice to be able to talk about my favorite team. I get I get yelled at by my co-host for talking about the Bucks sometimes. Here I see that I see that barber jersey back there. I can oh, do yeah. that. Yeah, that's the, that. That's I'll, I'll tell a quick story real quick. How I became a Bucks fan was uh, okay. my, my my uncle's actually a, a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Puke. Um, <laughs> so as uh, I'm I'm only I'm turning 22 soon. So I'm I'm I was pretty young during the Super Bowl run. I was like four or five years old and uh, I was, I, they were known as the red team for me then. Uh, and, that, and the first football game I actually like remember, like in my memory is, is the 2002 NFC championship game. So, wow, so number 20 behind me is, is uh, probably the reason for that Super Bowl run, especially in that game. So yeah, that's definitely how I became, I fell in love with the team after that. I pretty much Barber has been my favorite player that I've right. watched. My so with you addressing your love for the Tampa Bay Bucks and how that all started, can you give us your excitement on the new roster that you guys have coming up in this upcoming season? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little 180 because everyone's gonna talk about the offense. I, I I love Tom Brady, I love Gronkowski. I'm so excited for this defense. If you can see right now, I got a number 40 LSU sweater on right now. Uh Devin White, those those young DBs, especially, is who who I'm excited for. I have uh, like I said, Rondé Barber is my favorite Buccaneer in history, and I haven't seen good corner play in in Tampa in in a long time. So I'm very excited for Bunting and Dean and Davis and and Winfield and Whitehead and all, uh, Edwards, all the guys that we, all the young guys that we got back there. Yeah, and you know, 
speaking my language as I say, like I absolutely, I, you know, I think a lot of the older, um, that is me, unfortunately, guys. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the older books fans do. We appreciate defense. We sort of, we base the litmus test of this team on how good the defense is. So, you know what? You're definitely speaking my language there. Um, but, you know, Ruth, I am sorry. I've interrupting you. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, Corey, one other question. You know, with, you know, NFL still being in its whole process of how we're getting started with this whole quarantine, once we get back to the season and things are underway, how excited would you be if your Tampa Bay Bucks made it to the Super Bowl when they are playing the Super Bowl in 2021 at the Raymond James Stadium. She is on the Super Bowl kick tonight, everybody. Yeah. Let's just Why get not? it right Why now. Why not? I so? love the optimism here. Right, go, ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, as I said, I'm only, I'm like, I'm not even 22 yet. So I was, I don't know, nine years old last time we made the playoffs. So oh. I haven't seen, I haven't seen any winning football really in, in my, in most of my life, really. So, I'm just excited that we're going to have a shot at the playoffs this year, to be honest. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm not thinking Super Bowl just yet, but obviously when you bring the goat in house, then that's going to be the, the expectation, especially from his perspective. So, Well, there, there uh, is a question. I'll let Ruth kind of address this because, you know, obviously you're a fantasy guy and we, we want to yep. know some fantasy things. So we have a question from a friend of the show, L. Bushman. He's the host of Sports Caffeine. They were on the radio today uh, filling in for J.P. Peterson. Make sure you go give them a like. But he said, Bush, are there any players to uh, avoid in fantasy this year? Tampa Bay players or uh, players in general? Yes. Let's go with yes. Let's okay. say both. On, okay, I'm going to go with our, our own team here. Do not draft Keyshawn Vaughn. Ooh. Ooh, uh, I don't know if I like that. Yeah, I, I know. A go lot ahead. of people around the entire industry are all over Keyshawn Vaughn. They think Ronald Jones is a bum. They think he's... He's, he's, he's washed or not washed, but he's, he's not long for the situation. Um, I actually, I don't know if you guys have had the, had the privilege of watching the 2015, I believe it was uh, all or nothing that Bruce Arians is in with the Cardinals. Yes, actually I enjoyed it. Yeah. Really so if you, if you notice in that series, um, David Johnson is in his rookie year in that, in that series. And David Johnson was uber productive, like, like, efficient like kickoffs like he was doing it on special teams as a receiver as a runner and there's a quote in actually the very first episode of that series where bruce arian says um this kid will be a workhorse by thanksgiving but i don't want to put too much on the rookie's plate and that's a trend uh, bruce arians has kind of taken throughout his entire career is that with rookie running backs i mean you saw it even with jones last year in pass protection he he's a little stubborn when it comes to trusting the young guys so <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. my colleague. Uh, Tyler yeah, Moffin, I, I so. figured he was, but I had yeah. to put that up there. But Taking anyway, a little personal. Yeah, 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 he loves he loves Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, Bruce Arians is is going to favor the veteran, and especially some. Uh, Ronald Jones did it. Everyone saw it last year. The improvement he made from his rookie year to his sophomore year was was astronomical. Like he he became not only did he become a more instinctive and and uh, sure runner, he also became a better receiver. And I think. Going into this uh, season, uh, I don't know if you guys follow his his trainer on Twitter. Um, he's he's been working a lot more on his receiving game as well, and I assume that means he's also working on his protections and 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 I guess we don't really know exactly how the offense is going to shake out. Whether it's going to be Brady's offense, Bruce's offense, a mix of both. But I think Jones. I don't think Jones is gone yet. I think he's going to be the more valuable asset to own at least this year. Uh, maybe we're if we're talking dynasty fantasy football, maybe we have a conversation there. But 
people who assume that Keyshawn Vaughn is just immediately going to step in, take the job from him and run with it. I, I don't anticipate that happening. Yeah, it's not that you're saying that Keyshawn Vaughn is going to be a bad player. Just no. maybe he's not your fantasy running back this year, which, right. which kind of makes sense. Yeah, um, he might be a guy you yeah. could trade for, sorry, um, mid-season when he's, if he has a bit of a slow start, he's not, maybe not getting on the field right away. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Rojo is going to go off this year. I, I, in my personal rankings, I have him a lot higher than, and most of the industry does. All right, Corey. So I have a question I got to shoot for you. Um, a fantasy question. So with your best, uh, stat combos coming this year, which would you say is the best, uh, fantasy wise? We got Mahomes and Hills. We got Brady Evans, Breeze and Thomas or Kyler Murray and Andrew and DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Um, I'm going to go, this is, seems like a cop-out answer, but uh, the best quarterback in the league is is on one of those, and I'm going to go with Mahomes and Hill. I'll touch on all of them. I, like, Mahomes and Hill, uh, to me, I'm, I am I very much subscribe to the idea that I want ceiling over floor, and if you guys play fantasy football, you know there's no scarier player to go up against than Tyreek Hill in fantasy football because he can drop 45 on you like nothing, like nobody's business. Yeah. And same goes for Mahomes, too. So, um, to me, uh, the Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins one, um, I guess we don't, this is, this kind of is all conjecture because we don't really know how the off season is going to shake out just yet. But as far as uh, receivers moving teams, it, it doesn't, it's not always the greatest thing. Uh, we saw it in, in Cleveland last year with Odell Beckham. Uh, if there's whole, if like training camp is shortened in any way, they've already missed OTAs and mini camps. Uh, Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins might have um, some kind of growing pains working and trying to form a connection there. And then um, the other two, you said Breeze and, and Thomas, those guys, yeah. there's no, nothing wrong with those guys. Like Breeze, you know what you're getting. And Thomas, like he's going to catch 140 plus passes again, uh, most likely. And then, uh, sorry, what was the other one that you mentioned? Uh, was it Kyler Murray and DeAndre? Oh, and Hopkins? Evans and Brady. Oh, Evans uh, and Brady, yeah. Yeah, Evans and Brady. That's almost just trying to take the homer out of me that I went to those last. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, there's a legitimate shot that Brady could have, like, not an 07 Patriots type year because I don't think he has that in him anymore. But uh, I think he could be super, super efficient. We haven't seen Tom Brady with weapons like this in a long time. Well, let me let me ask you this, because obviously there are those out there, uh, even watching our show right now. Of course, we thank you watching. Uh, those yeah. of you that are watching on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, wherever, Twitch, whoever you're watching, wherever you're watching, thank you for watching. We appreciate uh, it. <laughs> yeah, but I want to ask you this because obviously we have to mention his name at least once per show. Uh, obviously, no, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, there we got to we talk go. about him. He's gone. He's done. Uh, to be honest, first of all, I'm not going to lie. I saw his video of him taking his Saints helmet out and saying, who that made me sick, made me want to throw up. Oh, I agree. Uh, but uh, but not not be, not for the reason that you think. The reason is is because you spend a lot of time rooting for someone and then watch them on your rival, and now they're playing for them. But anyway, that happens all over the league. Right. But let me ask you this: so you know, you come in with a guy like Jameis last year, who was a big fantasy producer. He really was. You know how oh, yeah. I know? Because my wife had him, and she creamed me every time because he would play and throw for you know hundreds of yards per game because of his offense. So. Now you have a guy that comes in like Tom Brady. Do you expect the same type of production, or maybe will there be a little less? Because, again, I know Jameis is not going to start in New Orleans, obviously, unless for whatever crazy reason Drew gets hurt and then Taysom Hill somehow gets hurt. I think that's the only way Jameis starts. So do you see kind of a downward production for the quarterback position in Tampa? Uh, I do. Uh, that might – 
I, that might be a little bit of a hot take for people who maybe who are not the biggest fantasy fans, but Jameis Winston throw, throws the ball at a very high clip, and there's there's a couple reasons. One, because we haven't had good defenses in Tampa for a long time, so and and you saw it kind of adjust itself towards the end of this year when our defense started playing better. But um, the other part is because he turns the ball over at quite a high clip, so he has to he has to keep throwing. Uh, this year, I expect Brady not only because he's 43 years old, but because, as I mentioned, I think the run game is going to be more effective than it was. And I also think the defense is going to keep us more in games than they did in the past. I still expect this to be probably a top 10 uh, pass to run split type team, meaning they pass the ball uh, at a higher percentage than like in a top 10 uh, fashion in the league. So I think Brady Brady shouldn't turn the ball over, obviously, as much as Jameis Winston. So if you're in a league that penalizes turnovers, Brady might be better, but as far as raw pass attempts and volume, Jameis Winston was pretty much as good as it gets. And do you know, actually, that segues perfectly into something that I wanted to, to ask you there, Bush. Um, now, do you think the fantasy football is sort of damaging the way people sort of view the game and how effective players are? Because as you say yourself, there's like some players can just put up absolutely monster stats, but ultimately they don't actually mean anything. Yet people are turning around and go, oh, well, this is a great player because, well, he scored like 10 fantasy points this year. And you're like, well, actually, like his team got creamed 35 to 10 and like he did absolutely nothing. He gave the ball away four times and people are still going to be like, oh, no, but he, he got all these positive stats. Yeah. Do you think that maybe people are relying on fantasy stats and it's sort of having a negative impact on how players are perceived. Um, I mean, it's hard. If we're talking strictly about Jameis Winston, I think he's just a very polarizing figure in general, but I, I do think it does prop up the kind of reputation of certain players that aren't maybe as good as their fantasy stats suggest that they are. Um, for example, Josh Allen is like a consensus top eight, probably fantasy quarterback, but I don't think, You'd find very many people, including Bills fans, to tell you that he's a top eight actual quarterback. So um, it definitely props up certain guys and it, it knocks down other guys. Kirk Cousins, for example, has never like he's always been a consistent fantasy producer, but he's never been like the type of guy that's going to win you a fantasy league. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I live pretty close to the falls. Um, so Buffalo is, is literally a stone's throw away. And there are not many football fans around here that will stand on a desk and beat the drum saying yeah. that like Allen is the best quarterback in, in the league. And I do think it is it's interesting um that how people are viewing stats and how people are viewing like performances as, as now two separate entities. And it, it does seem strange to me. I mean, I'm admittedly I, I'm not a fantasy football guy. I've said this on the show before now. My my is such that I cannot forward plan. Um, we know it's kryptonite. Yeah, <laughs> planning. If you if you want to bring me down, ask me to plan something. <laughs> I will fail spectacularly. But one thing that, that I have noticed is since sort of the prevalence of fantasy football and everyone's in it. Obviously, we've got one of our number one fans, Donny, in the comments. Books Life Media Fantasy League. Apparently, that is actually coming, Donny. So watch out for that. Oh, it is. But a lot of people are like, it's fancy football is so out there for everybody. Um, why are you saying soda? <laughs> it's pop. <laughs> why are you pronouncing it soda, Jay? It's pop. Um, it is pop. I'm Canadian too. It's pop. Um, but 
the way that people are viewing the game now, I think it's fancy football has changed the the lens that we we view people in who play. It's like tight ends who are not very productive are suddenly fantasy sleepers. You have like defenses that are terrible but take the ball away. Are you mean like after. ours last year? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we had a we had a lot of we were. Um, I streamed our, our like the Tampa Bay Bucks defense last year on a, a number of occasions just because they took the ball away. They'd have thirty points hung on them like it was nothing, but it would still help you when Devin White scoop and scores a a fumble a couple times, and, and Dominic and Sue does the same thing. Let, let me just say for the record, since we're on Devin White, just for a second, I'd like to just say real quick, uh, I did say that Devin White was a steal and that he was going to be great, and this guy over here uh, disagreed with me. But I was right. He was wrong. Okay, go whoa, ahead. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, think, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember you being being on, on the Devin White uh, bandwagon right away. No! Okay, all right. All right, Blair, so you, you raved about Tampa Bay's uh, defense. So, real quick, on your fantasy team, are you are you taking Tampa Bay's defense for uh, your season? I, I, okay, so for oh, the new whoa, fantasy players, uh, I, I, don't, uh, I don't draft defenses. I stream defenses. Okay. Meaning, um, when, like, if Tampa Bay is playing Carolina, for example, who I don't think is going to be a very good team this year, uh, you would play Tampa Bay's defense in a matchup like that. Maybe not so much with Bridgewater because he's a little conscientious with the football, but you know what I mean? Like in a, in a matchup where you expect the defense to get a lot of sacks, maybe some turnovers and stuff like that. Uh, so Tampa Bay's defense will definitely be on my streaming radar, but I, as far as drafting a defense, that's not really something I, I normally would do. All right. Awesome. Thank you for your honesty. Well, yeah. we appreciate you stopping by, Corey um, Bush. Make sure to be following him on all his Twitter accounts. Corey, I will give you a second to go ahead and talk about any upcoming projects you may have. Take the floor. Sure. Um, so uh, Fantasy Stock Exchange on YouTube, that's our YouTube channel. We're uh, like these guys, we're, we're trying to build a following as well. We're uh, just starting out. We started, uh, uh, me and the guys that I'm working with, we started around uh, early March. Uh, we have a uh, draft guide, um, fantasy football draft guide. It'll be for redraft dynasty. We got rookies in there as well. Uh, that will be launching uh, early July-ish. Uh, it'll be super cheap, like $5 or whatever. And for the common fantasy players, maybe uh, Britt Buck can take some advice here. We, uh, we're going to be developing a cheat sheet, basically, where, that you can print off and bring to your draft. And if you're not maybe the most knowledgeable on fantasy football, you can go off of our consensus rankings. Or maybe if you disagree with us on something, you can quickly drag and drop it. And then print it off yourself, bring it to your draft, and you'll be uh, set up to go for sure. Is that a Gators yeah. jersey hanging? Animal wants to know. He's a good good fan, been a Bucks fan for over 40 years. He wants to know if that's a Gators jersey. The blue one? Yes. Uh, no, that would not be a Gators jersey. That would be the greatest defensive player to ever play football. So that's a Lawrence Taylor jersey, then? It is a Lawrence Taylor jersey, oh, yes. Okay. Boom. Okay. Okay. All right, hey, boom. Boom. All right, thank you so much for stopping in, Bush. You enjoy the rest of your day, and make sure to stay safe during this quarantine, okay? All right, thanks a lot, guys. Always a hey, pleasure. That's, that's, that's Bush, everybody. Bush Bush, a fun guy, by the way. If you get a chance to go and yeah. uh, check him out on Twitter, please do, because seriously, I know, you know, this is the uh, – real quick before we get our next guest, James is going to bring on our next guest here in just a second, but uh, I want to tell you this with all certainty, okay? We say this on every show that we have. Uh, we do not claim to be experts about anything. So to be honest with you, I think the coolest part of the show is that we have been able to bring in all of these different kind of podcasts and shows and, and uh, all of these different things that we can help as well. You know, just like 
fantasy stock exchange. They're they're a small show ready, just like we are ready to take that that next step. So I, I think it's pretty awesome that we have been able to uh, to to help with that. But now comes the fun part, James. Now comes this is actually I've been waiting for this next guest all week, and you know because I've been talking to you about it. So James, oh, yeah. who is coming into the lion's den? <laughs> into the lion's den. Oh, on on. Onto the poop deck. Wait, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's where the, like, the ship sort of analogies kind of run out on you right oh, there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, uh -oh. no, we got a towel. <laughs> oh, no. It's getting muttery, boys. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tyler. That, for that's more like crawfish. So yeah. I've actually I've, I've got a good friend of mine coming on um, on the show. His name is Kevin. Now, you guys might not know him. I know him from the Four Man Rush podcast. I've been lucky enough to be a guest of, of Kevin's on the show. Um, yes, you know what? I'm going to address the obvious elephant in the room. I'm sure you can all see the bright blue. Yes, Kevin is a Carolina Panthers fan. But we're not going to hold that against him today because today we're all good friends. Okay. Uh and we are here to talk football, and that's the most beautiful thing. But Kevin, long time no see. How are you Welcome, doing? Kevin. Hey, what's up, everybody? Good to see you again, James. It's uh, definitely been a pleasure. Uh, I've been listening the whole time. Um, I've been vibing off you guys. I've actually been learning some things, so I appreciate how you know how y'all set up and how y'all structure. Um, just run real quick as, as I do my introduction. I know today's Memorial Day. Yes. Um, and normally, um, I wear my four-man rush, but for today, please tell me it's a Bucks hat. No, uh, even better. <laughs> even um, better. I'm, rocking, I'm actually a disabled Army veteran, so I'm rocking my division, the Third ID Infantry, out of Fort Stewart, Georgia. Um, I deployed with them when I went over to Iraq. Uh, during the history of um, of America, we've lost about 3,200 soldiers. So on Memorial Day, I just wanted to represent. My fallen brethren, um, based up with the third ID out of Fort Stewart, Georgia. Thank you so much for that, Kevin, and for everything that you've done um, with your service to the United States. We really appreciate everything. Sure, yeah. is definitely one of those days where we can take and um, really appreciate the sacrifice of a lot of, of people have made for a lot of the things that we enjoy today, like being able to do this show. And we can we can talk badly about anyone. Um, in fact, we've got Donnie straight in there with his, I'm sure. Oh gosh, you kidding me. <laughs> so Donnie. Guys, yeah, obviously, um, as I say, you know, Kevin's a good sport. Actually, he's a great guy. Um, like, as you can see, he's, he's going to smile through everything and he's going to be great for our abuse. But so. Beautiful smile, by the way. <laughs> well, thank you. I got the gap, but you know, I rock it. I so know that adds so much character though. I love it. <laughs> I we've, appreciate we've, it. We've, we've both got the gap going on. You know who else had a gap? <laughs> Michael Strahan. That's true. He's still got the gap. He's still that's got not the a, gap. That's not a gap. That's a turnpike. But anyway. Every time he smiles, I feel like I got to pay a toll. But, you know. Just like slip the coins in, you know? <laughs> right. That part. 
Well, there's there's two guests that are never coming on this show now: Michael Strahan and Warren Sapp, and I for completely different reasons now. Yeah. But anyway, James, go ahead, go ahead, James. Um, we're just narrowing that list down. We are narrowing that list down. I'm sure these people have got great sense of humor. So, Kevin, obviously, you're sort of on the outside looking in, and one of the big reasons that I wanted to bring you on on the show was twofold: one, to get sort of like a rival's opinion of not only how the books are done, but also what's going on in the rest of the division and how sort of rival fans, fans are viewing their own team's sort of accomplishments. Because it would be very easy for us to sit here and, as, as Donnie goes, oh, all the Panthers suck, the Saints suck, the Falcons suck, and no one's right. very good. We're the best team in the world. But that isn't really the reality of it all. So firstly, I just wanted to ask you, sort of looking from the outside, from the Panthers' perspective, how is it that you and your fan base is feeling about the moves that the Buccaneers have been making this offseason? Well, I could personally say that, you know, with a lot of Panther fans uh, being so anti-Tom Brady, this was like, you know, like, oh, really? We get to see this bum twice a year now? Okay, good, because... <laughs> You know, they, you know, a lot of fans still feel like they cheated us out of Super Bowl 38 and, you know, a lot of deflate gate, you know, hangover and things like that. Personally, um, if he cheated all those Super Bowls, more people should be cheating because I would love to have six Lombardi sitting up in my in my uh, <laughs> in my in my bedroom right now. Uh, but, but overall, though, um, you know, us logical Panther fans, because, you know, every fan base got those fans that are not quite football logical. Um, you know, we see it as a, you know, the Bucks having another great offseason. Um, obviously, you got the golden quarterback, um, you know, Godwin, Evans, you know, the wide receiver core, uh, just absolutely, you know, monsters when it comes to um, in the passing attack. And then you got the three-headed monster at tight end, you know, with O.J. Howard, Brake, and now a and uh, the winner of the Royal Rumble, um, Gronkowski, you know, you have to throw him in at tight end as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, once again, on paper, you guys look like that y'all should easily be a 10 to 12 win team. Um, you know, defense is definitely uh, a top five defense in a lot of categories. Uh, you know, given the respects, considering, you know, you know, if, if James didn't have, you know, that many turnovers, you know, doing his own 30 for 30, like that really like they keep saying y'all gave up, he gave up 112 points to the other team. Like the way y'all defense played, y'all easily should have uh, been a playoff team last year if it, would have, if it wasn't that, wasn't for that. But um, but overall, though, um, you guys look like y'all finally ready to end that drought. Uh, I know y'all haven't been to the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, since 2007. 2000. Uh, 2006. Six. Is it six? Oh, no, 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 no. It was, it was seven. Season. It was 2007 that we were there. He's right. We were okay. there. Okay. It's been yeah. that long. We're we're literally arguing yeah. about how much how much <laughs> we haven't been. been there. We're all arguing about how much we haven't been there. That's how long <laughs> it's been. <laughs> so horrible. When you get to that point, it's like any playoff oh. win, we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> Jay, jump ship. That's right. There it is. Jump ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But right, overall, you guys but overall you guys look um you like you you finally had the pieces in place to to win it, but here's one thing I've learned, you know, from these, I'm not gonna say y'all been dug up as a super team, but 
you know, you, you just got to have that on-field chemistry. And with this COVID-19, you know, keeping players from OTAs, which are important, and, you know, training and rehabbing, like, like it's, it's, it's going to take a while for that cohesion to kick in. And, and I think that's just something that's going to affect, you know, everybody um, to a certain degree, especially, you know, with Brady, like, you know, Arians, we know, likes to air it out. We remember that from his days at the Cardinals uh, playing against him. Um, you know, Brady has been a majority of a dink and dunk quarterback. So it's just like, you know, you know, how does Aaron and Brady, is it going to be custom or the Brady style or does Brady try to custom the Arian style? Like, you know, what's what's the deal going to be? But, uh, yeah, overall, though, y'all uh, – yeah, if y'all if y'all don't break the breakthrough in the playoffs off this, y'all is I, I don't have any more answers. <laughs> I don't think we do. Kevin, I got a question for you. Sure. With uh, with Teddy Bridgewater stepping onto the scene, could you say the same for for your team? That the chemistry, you know, might take a little while for you guys to get things going. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're talking about we got a brand new coach, brand new coaching staff. Um, you know, haven't even had a, our first team meeting yet. You know, um, it's, it's uh, like I said, it's just going to be the same for all teams, really, even veteran teams, you know, because there's so much turnover every year. But I think one of the reasons that it, it, it won't be quite as bad is the fact that uh, Teddy Bridgewater and offensive coordinator Joe Brady have that connection from when they was in the New Orleans Saints. Because when um, Teddy Bridgewater became a New Orleans Saint, um, it was Joe Brady's job to catch him up with the offense and they just build that rapport. And, you know, it's pretty much, you know, a lot of the same philosophies and schemes that uh, that he had there that's uh, that's been brought over to us. Um, so I think from that prospect, it won't be as bad, but it's still going to be a lot of work and training because you still have leftover Panther players that's not used to the system and the style and this fit. So it's, it's definitely going to be a work in progress, but uh, the offense is going to be more veteran loaded because uh, as I discussed later on, our defense is going to be young, full of rookies. That's going to make a lot of mistakes. So it's going to be interesting. Right. Now, with, with Cam Newton still not being signed, do you have anything to say on why your your former quarterback has not been signed to a team? First yeah. overall pick as well. And led, unlike our first overall pick, actually led your team to a Super Bowl game. In 2015, yeah, even though they didn't play that well. Yeah. Um, let me just go ahead and take the opportunity to clear this whole thing about Cam Newton because it's a lot of misinformation even by the national media. Uh, you know, you hear a lot of people saying the Panthers, they Cam wrong. They waited late to release him in the game. Well, if you look at NFL rules, when a player's on injury reserve, uh, he has to pass a physical before he's actually released. If not, it's an injury settlement that takes place. So Cam Newton wasn't in position to take a physical until March. You know, he waited until December to have that surgery even though he went on IR back in September. Now, the reason why he did it, uh, his then girlfriend slash baby mom at the time was pregnant with the fourth kid. He wa he wanted to wait till after she was pregnant um, and to have the baby to, you know, for having a surgery because he knew she would need help because he got three other kids around. So he waited till he waited late to have his surgery, and that's what caused the healing time to take so long. So Cam, what we didn't do that on purpose, releasing Cam late. He had to pass his physical due to NFL mandate when there were players on IR. If not, it's an injury settlement. So I just wanted to clear that up um, as far as that part. Uh, but the reason why Cam is signed um, is pretty simple. Uh, many people probably on this network didn't follow his um, his YouTube vi video logs, but his own doctor on his second surgery said that 
there's signs of arthritis in his shoulder. And mm. I think that more than anything is what's keeping him from being signed because, you know, Joe Flacco, who just came off a of broken neck surgery, just got signed by the Jets. That's you know, that. he hasn't even passed his physical. And he got a job. So it's, 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 you know, the truth is eventually going to be forced out why Cam Newton is not going to be signed. But um, yeah, it's, it's a scare. It's a scare about his shoulder more than his foot. Well, let me ask you this, because and this wasn't one of my questions, but I want to kind of follow up to what you're saying. Do you do you guys obviously, you know, with Teddy being there, Teddy Bridgewater, he's a great talent. I think he's a great player. Um, but do you do you kind of wish that things with Cam would have I, I mean, I think you wish it would have ended a little differently, right? I mean, do you kind of feel for the guy not having a job right now? Yeah, the fan of me does. Um here's here's the thing about Cam Newton that from a it was a double-edged sword. I understand from a player point of view. And I stand from the front office point of view. Cam Newton came into his last season with no guaranteed money on his contract. He was um, it was basically twenty one million dollars, but none of it was guaranteed. He's coming off seasons of back to back injuries. God forbid if he had another injury, we could cut him. He doesn't get any money. So from an agent point of view, you know that's that's not a that's that's not ideal setting to head into. Um, and from the you know front office point of view, you know it's just. You know, you got a dilemma coming up. Okay, Chris McCaffrey, you know, has emerged as, you know, the up-and-coming star and franchise leader of the team. Even though if a healthy cam return, it's kind of like a change in the guard because, you know, McCaffrey's got a big payday coming up. And let's just say, for example, we try to keep Cam and he does well. Okay, where's the money going to go, especially with the age when quarterbacks are making $30 million or more? So I just think that even with the salary cap increasing over the next few years, I just think that it was a it was just the best decision for the franchise to move on from Cam Newton um, at this stage. Was it the so, best decision for your Carolina Panthers to give uh, Christian McCaffrey that kind of money? Um, honestly, I think it, I think it is. I, I think when people look at the amount of money, they uh, they don't look at the details of the contract, like guaranteed money when the money comes out. Like, for example, this contract literally keeps him with us through the 2025 season because he's coming up on his fourth year of his NFL contract. And then he's got the fifth year, uh, fifth year um, option. And then the four year extension that he signed doesn't start in 2022. By then, the salary cap is going to be done increased by another 40 or 50 million dollars is what projected. Now, whatever this COVID-19 does to that. You know, we have to remain to be seen as far as that because we know salary cap is based on NFL revenue that's generated. But, um, but yeah, the um, when it comes down to it, it's really a six-year contract, about twelve million dollars average, and with the type of production he does, that's a steal. All right, so let me ask you this: Obviously, we're talking with Kevin Avery from the Four Man Rush, uh, covers a lot of Carolina Panthers news. So obviously, let's talk about the division here. Uh, so obviously, you have Brady coming in. You have Bridgewater moving over to Carolina. You have Matt Ryan and Julio Jones still in Atlanta, of course. And then, of course, you have Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. So let me ask you this, and, and I don't, I'm not trying to sound horrible when I say this, so don't take this the wrong way. But in, in just about every prediction that I've seen for our division this year, Carolina's at the bottom of it. Uh, mm -hmm. So can, do you feel as though they're a six-win team? Or do you think – I mean, even Donnie, who's just, you know, being Donnie, says how many wins will Carolina have this coming year? Do you see them 
as a team that could that could make a division run, or are they still a few more pieces away? Um, and I'm gonna be brutally honest with you guys about this. Um, me personally, I'm not even as a fan. I'm not even counting wins and losses this year because it's some fact it's a rebuild. Um, you know, new everything. Like you gotta understand, we're still the only franchise in NFL history that has never had back to back winning season above 500. So we gotta we gotta burn the field and start all over again. So even though I like all the moves that we made, it's gonna take time. It's gonna take chemistry. All we're doing right now is trying to lay a foundation. Um, so we went five and eleven last year. Uh, my personal prediction. I'm saying we could be anywhere. I'm saying I'm, I'm guessing seven and nine would be would be our best scenario. Um, how it could work out. Worst case scenario, I say four and twelve. Um, you know, mm -hmm. reason why reason why I feel that way is the fact that we're going to be really young on defense. Um, we're looking at possibly having four or five rookies uh, that's going to get significant playing time. We got. You know, Kawan Short, our pro, you know, our Pro Bowl defensive tackle coming off uh, a, a shoulder tear at the age of 31. Um, you know, we just got a lot of young, unproven guys on defense. So even though the talent is there and we got a new scheme we're trying to implement, we're going to play hard. We're going to play fast. I think we're going to be more competitive, but I just don't think that the wins are going to come just yet this year. So it's, uh, it's kind of like go ahead and get us now this year. Because after this year, we coming. Mm -hmm. yeah. I well, Donny's giving you as high as seven wins. Actually, yeah, um, it is. It's, it's really interesting though, seeing how each sort of like set of fans view the division. And one of the reasons that I was like, I was so pumped about having you on the show, Kevin, is because I know that you're a realist. You're not like we're the greatest team in the world type of, of person. You'll tell it how it is. And it's really, really great to actually have that sort of factual input there. Now, normally what we do, and now Donnie's dropped down. Donnie, I just, Donnie shows <laughs> moments of, of, of being social and, and cordial, and then 2 and 14, here we go. <laughs> Terrible. He's, anyway. he's got a sense of humor, and you know what? Don't at us, it's legal up here. Um, <laughs> he's a good guy, he's Donnie. He's my boy. Yeah, he is. He's a good guy. Normally, what we sort of do when we, we thank guests is we say, hey, make a ridiculously early, way too early season prediction. We can't really do that with you. So I am proposing that we introduce a new feature because we're hoping to have fans from like all over the division um, coming and joining us. And I actually want to see who's the most accurate non-Buccaneers athlete. So, Kevin, I want you to predict the division far too early from top to bottom. Mm. Be nice, Kevin. We're, this is recorded, Kevin. <laughs> Don't get Donnie riled up, Kevin. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll I'll be completely objectional here, um, and I'll be you know I'll speak from the heart uh, because before I was a Panther fan, I was an NFL fan, so I'll always respect the game to keep it honest. Um, I have to say, first place. And it hurts for me to say it. I got to say, until that old man is gone, you know, I think the New Orleans Saints is going to be first. Uh, first place in the division. Wow. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I just, 
I just look at like as arrogant and as annoying as Sean Payton is, um, him and Drew Brees just have an understanding, a connection that's just you gotta respect just, it. Yeah, you, you just gotta respect it. And 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 even though we can make all the jokes about them being owned by the Vikings in the playoffs, but consistently they've, they've had the, yeah, they but they've they've won a division. So um, until yeah. one of us to somebody else, you know, gets them off that ledge, it's it's just gonna be hard to beat them. But I think this is the best chance to knock them off if it's ever going to happen. Uh, second place, I would say uh, you guys, Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, again, you know, I've heard. Do you think that second place? Is, do you think that second place is worth the, a playoff position? You know what? Since it's going to be expanded to seven positions this year in each conference, I would say yes. So I think that this, like I said uh, earlier, I think this is a good guy. Best chance to finally get into the playoffs to end y'all drought uh, with not only with the additions that y'all made to your team, but the fact that it's now going to be seven teams in each conference instead of six. So that opens up a uh, an additional additional slot. And I just think that um, you know if y'all offensive line can uh, keep Brady clean, it's it's, it's going to be a, a problem. Like yeah. I said, he's the king of dink and dunk. Um, if if y'all. If him and Aries can get it coordinated, I, I really think that it's going to be, um, you know, y'all could be the fun fantasy team of the NFC like the Chiefs are of the AFC. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much that cut and dry. Uh, third place, I got the Dirty Turds, uh, I mean, Dirty Birds of Atlanta. <laughs> um, you know, they, they made some nice moves, but they're, they're in salary cap hell. Uh, they lost some key players on that offensive line. Um, now they did add some nice pieces defensively, uh, but they they got a lot of holes, particularly in their secondary and their offensive line. That I think that, like us, I think they're going to be competitive. You know, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and um, Ridley, they are enough to you know pose a threat offensively. But um, you know, again, you know, with that offensive line, I just see that when they face really strong defensive teams, particularly in the Defensive front, I think they're going to struggle. Um, so I got them in third, and I just have to realistically, because we're going to rebuild, new coach, new everything, um, I got us coming in fourth. Uh, my, my prediction for my own team is this. I don't care how the game ends. I know that sounds weird, but if we're still in the fourth quarter and only down by a score with five minutes left, I can live with that, whether it's a shootout or whether it's a defense style fight. The fact that we're competitive. Last year, the games were over by halftime for most of our games. Right. You know, I, I just want to see us still lurking around, and whatever the results are, I can live with it. I just want to see them play fast, play hard, and play discipline, something we haven't done in the last season and a half. Well, you guys know you lost your best player. You lost Jameis Winston. You lost your best player. So – yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think you're going to get as many turnovers this year. I really don't. I mean, he, he was your most accurate quarterback, let's be honest. Yes, he was. He was accurate. <laughs> right right to you guys every time. Didn't you all intercept I, us like six times in London? What was that, uh, six or seven? Five, <laughs> yeah, interceptions, that was bad. five interceptions, two fumbles. Oh. I don't oh. even remember him because I was – He was jet lag. Before um, that game. And we were all talking, and we were talking about how close, um, obviously, the teams play each other. And one of the things that I said, I remember saying, is if Jameis doesn't turn the ball over, we will win this game. If Jameis turns the ball over, it will get ugly. Yeah. 
And, and first play of that game, interception. <laughs> yes, it was. It was the very first throw. I remember that. We're talking about a player who began his career and ended it with a pick six. <laughs> and I was at the game, by the way. His first uh, throw was a pick six against Tennessee. I was there. I was a season ticket holder. Uh, and I know a lot of us that watch this show are season ticket holders. And, it, man, look, I, I, it, it's been a rough five years, man. It's been rough. It has been the most roller coaster ride I have ever seen in my life. But I will tell you, um, look, I, I and I'll, I'll close with this for you, Kevin. I, first of all, I want to commend you for coming on this show and stepping in here uh, and, and taking it. You know, and, and hey, anytime you're ready to throw me in the lion's den, man, I'll gladly come and, and take it. Uh, cause you, you, uh, you did a good job tonight, man. But I want to say, I, I, look, I think any time that you have Christian McCaffrey and Teddy Bridgewater on the same offense, I, I think you're going to be in for a surprise. I, I'm telling you, I saw Christian McCaffrey, uh, tear us apart, uh, several times in person, man. And, uh, that dude, that dude is talented. You got a star right there, man. And I knew it as soon as you drafted him, I said, he is going to kill us for years to come. And I think that that's, what's going to happen. Uh, I think I think Teddy Bridgewater adds a, a new element to you guys, uh, but man, I, I I commend you for coming today, definitely, and and you know giving us your your knowledge too, man. I, I love that stuff. This is what this show is all about. Yes, thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you. Happy Memorial Day to you as well. Thank you again for everything that you've done. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. It was definitely fun. Um, appreciate it, and I'll come eliminate. Don't forget about DJ Moore as well in the mix. Um, he was a top uh, top ten wide receiver, so we build in pieces. So y'all get us this year because after this year, we coming for everybody. Oh, we got Brady for two years, by the way. So good luck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we gonna keep a coach longer than two years. That's what I want to know. Hey, this is Bruce Arians' second year. Calm down. Calm down. Years to start first. Yeah. But, you know, just before like we say goodbye to you, Kevin. Um, one thing that I want to close out with. Obviously, I know that you you are a realist and. Uh, you're sort of saying, well, we're young on defense, we'll be okay on offense, and you're looking to be competitive. Donnie actually quite correctly points out that Jameis Winston almost brought us back in a game that he was terrible in. Uh, and you know what? That was always the case. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised with how well your offense does this year. Because, um, you know, you've come here, you've given us our view, I'll be honest, and uh, as we look at the Panthers, we still see what is going to be a fairly effective offensive unit. Teddy Bridgewater arguably is a better passer than Cam Newton. Okay, he's probably not going to make as many plays on his legs, but I think he's a more accurate passer than Cam Newton. Obviously, you don't, you're not going to be missing plays with your legs. You've got Christian freaking McCaffrey back there. You've got a fairly decent offensive line that's going to keep Bridgewater clean. It's going to keep opening holes. Mm, yeah, that's what. See, I'm with I'm with Kevin on this one. I'm not I'm not sold on the O line. That's I, I'm not sold on them. And not top ten, but they do their job, and that's that's the annoying thing of the books about is that they're not as good as they do their job today. Uh, they would play above themselves, but yeah, you know, what? I think I think it's going to be a good good year in this division. I really really do. Um, I think, you know, teams are at different stages. Obviously, the Panthers are getting ready to rebuild. Um, obviously, they're, they're looking at that starting this year. 
the Falcons should be rebuilding. The Saints are going to be due a rebuild soon. And the books are kind of halfway through their rebuild. So you've got all these different elements coming together. And I think it is going to be a really, really good year. Um, Kevin, it's a pleasure always sort of speaking to you um, whenever we sort of interact over anything. Now, just before obviously we say goodbye to you, the floor is yours. How are we finding you? Where are we finding you? Tell us more about yourself and what you do. Okay. Well, again, me, um, Kevin Avery. Um, I, I'm currently living in South Carolina, a little small town south of Charlotte called Lancaster, South Carolina. It's where I grew up, where I'm from. Uh, I'm a PSL owner with the Panthers. Uh, I've been to every single home game since 2011 season. Um, uh, you know, I'm just a, I'm just, I'm just a fan that just likes the, the study, the game, and and to be logical about it, even if it's not in our favor. Like, I'm always about the truth of what's going on, you know, whether it makes us look good or not. That was one of the reasons why we started the four man rush. Um, you know, we what we do is that we just tell our story from a factual basis, whether it's that truth is good, bad or ugly. You know, we just feel like that, it, you know, the national media just kind of all they all show is Cam Pouton, you know, and somebody scoring our defense when they show highlights. That's it. And right. I'm like, it's more to it than that. You know, so, you know, we just, you know, we, you know, we use all 22 film to do our breakdowns, um, you know, we just uh, we just take pride in just pointing things out like this is why we're good. This is why we suck. This is why we got hope to get better. Um, Keep it that's real. Yeah, that's just something that we do. And um, we actually have we actually have several fans that's not Panther fans that enjoy us. Kind of enjoy good football conversation, you know. And um, you know, like James, when you came on with us uh, both times on our podcast uh, last year for the uh, week two and week six. You know, it was definitely, you know, fun seeing it from a, a different um, a different perspective. You know, the guys, you know, they told me to make sure to tell you hello um, as well. And um, as I wrap this up, I, I want to give a, yeah, I want to give a special shout out to two Bucks fans, super fans that you guys have. Um, I want to give a shout out to Jamie, uh, Jamie Richter. Um, he's a real good friend of mine. Um, he's probably one of the biggest Buck fans I know um, on the Facebook Facebook books. Um, he's very petty. You know, I don't like his memes, but he's he's a fun guy, good guy. And another, and I want to give a shout out to a, a female f- book fan, um, Crystal D. Williams, uh, Crystal with a K. Uh, she's she's one of the most knowledgeable female fans I've ever seen with football. So they're good friends of mine uh, outside of football. I just want to make sure on, while I'm on the books um, station that I give them shout outs and let them know that uh, I appreciate them as fans. Awesome. And Kevin, such a pleasure having you on. Um, thank you so much. As, as everyone said, um, you're such a great sport coming on and, and doing this. Uh, we're all more than willing to come back to um, join you on on the four-man rush. Uh, it's a great show, guys. E- even if you're not Panthers fans, check it out because it's it's great information about a divisional rival. Where can you find your show? Sure. What you could do, um, you can go to our website. That's www.the, the number four, manrush.com. From there, you can go to all of our links. We're on Facebook. Uh, if you love football breakdowns, uh, our YouTube is like second to none. If you like Baldi's breakdown on Twitter, uh, this is right up there with them and a little bit better, in my opinion. Uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, we also, our podcast is on Podbeam itunes spotify we even got a okay. tiktok account uh so you can find us find us there TikTok and Kevin. Uh, 
Uh-huh. Do you be TikToking, Kevin? Uh, no, I, I do good to drink water and chew gum at the same time. So no <laughs> But I got to ask you, Buster, one question. How in the blue hell are y'all asking for $300 that first game against us in week two? I've never paid $300 to one fly way. and stay down there. How do y'all justify $300 that week two game? Tell me. <laughs> Brady. The GOAT. The Tom GOAT. Brady. You're not the seeing – you're not paying to watch game of football. You are watching the tape. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know how much I'm going to – you know how much I'm going to pay for that game? Zero. Because I'm going to be sitting right on that couch, and I'm going to have my TV ready to go. I'll be <laughs> in the press box. You guys will find me in the press box with the Raymond James. You know what? Nobody asked you. I'm muting you right now. No, I'm kidding. No, but no. All right. Well, that was that was Kevin Avery. Thank you, Kevin, for joining us, buddy. Hey, come on again. Hey, when we play you guys week two, I want you on the show that week. Oh, we need you. Uh, definitely, definitely. Um, long as it's not a Tuesday night. Tuesday night is when we record our podcast um, every week. So if we can um, not be on Tuesday night, uh, that's when we do our thing. We're on Monday um, night, fam. We're on Monday okay. night. <laughs> you know, I, I don't I want COVID-19 to throw it all off because personally, right. this might be the first year I do not go to any Panther games. I just, I just until they got a vaccine that works, I'm not trying to risk it. That's me. Call me a scaredy cat. But I, like you, I'd be on my couch, you know, feeling safe. Then, you know, bump into 75,000, you know, potential cases. That's just me. Yeah. Say that again. I said you said seventy five thousand. I thought you said you were going to a Panthers game. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I did. But when y'all giving when y'all giving away tickets for you know, like that was the raise. Uh, that was the raise. That wasn't that wasn't the buck. Mm. <laughs> no, we've also done this as well, and we've covered oh my gosh, actually. So you know, what? all right. Thank you, Kevin. We appreciate you, buddy. I right. bye, Thank Kevin. Bye. I'll take care. Oh, geez. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, that was awesome. Anyway, that was Kevin Avery. You can find him on the uh, four-man rush. <laughs> that, guy, that guy's a trip, man. I love yeah, him. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, he's awesome. But, okay, so one thing before we close here, because uh, we're, we're going to leave, if you guys want to uh, say, hey, we, we really didn't get to know too much about Ruth the Truth. We kind of just, you know, jumped right into the show because we had a lot going on. So, right. uh, Ruth. Maybe Ruth us- should have been this week's guest. I should have, right? That's how you should have been there. No, 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 no. That's not how we do it here. We just throw you right overboard and you go. That's it. 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 So, Ruth, obviously, uh, tell people you got you got the floor. So, I know you said you're covering the Bucks. Tell us a little bit about that, and then uh, just tell us where they can find you at. All right. Um, I am a college student. I am pursuing a communications degree so I could be a sports broadcaster for a major sports network. I have I landed an internship with Sports Talk Florida two years ago. Uh, sports Talk Florida is based out of Tampa, but they cover all of uh, Florida sports and just sports in general. Um, after a year internship, I landed the multimedia journalist position with Sports Talk Florida. So I am working with them and they have announced that they have made me the Bucks girl. So I will be covering the Tampa Bay Bucks for uh, Sports Talk Florida and just for all different sports platforms that I will be working with. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited for uh, for sports to come back. And that's great, man. And, and look, I, I want to commend you. It is not easy to jump into a show right out of the gate with, yeah. you know, the guests that we've had. But not only that, uh, you've had to deal with Donnie. And that is not easy. All right. Uh, but Donnie's a great friend of the show. 
you know, Don, Donnie's such a cool guy. Um, he is. He really is. He's, yeah, he's not. Really yeah. like you, you, he's your trial by fire, I think. That's right. Um, he loves the Bucks. That, that's his yeah. thing. He loves the Bucks. Uh, but anyway, all right. So makes him like an ubermensch. Yeah. Real quick, uh, I want to tell you guys, because we didn't announce this, but I want to tell you this because we did make this decision earlier um, in the day. We have some uh, a kind of a smallish giveaway. As you know, we had a giveaway before with an NFL jersey that we gave away a few weeks ago, and we still uh, we still are going to do a couple more of those uh, throughout the year, so just stay tuned for that. But we do have another small giveaway that we're going to do. Uh, as you know, we are broadcasting on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Twitch. We're also on YouTube, and we are trying to kind of grow our YouTube page just a little bit. No, Donnie, you didn't say anything wrong. Calm down. Uh, yes. We're trying to grow our YouTube page uh, just a little bit. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a patch giveaway. What that means is Scott Bradford, who's a great friend of the show, uh, who's actually sometime going to be on our show, hopefully, is going to give away some custom Buccaneer uh, Bucks Life patches, all right? And it's patches that you can put on your jersey or anywhere that you would like. So here's how you win. Uh, go to our YouTube page, uh, Set the Sales, Bucks Life Media Podcast. Go to the YouTube page and subscribe. When you subscribe, take a picture of that and send it to us uh, on our page, either one of our pages, Facebook, you know, usually Facebook or Twitter are the two best pages for us to be reached at. So take a picture of your subscription, and the first 15 people to do that will get a Bucks Life patch. Uh, you'll just have to send us uh, your address so we can get that out to you. But the first 15 subscribers will get a Bucks Life patch. It's very awesome. The patches are great. And uh, Scott Bradford has so generously allowed us to be able to do this giveaway for you. Uh, so once again, go to our YouTube page, like and subscribe our page. The first 15 to get it, uh, Donnie's not going to be that because he doesn't want to do that much work. But the first 15 will get a uh, custom Bucks Life patch, and we want to make sure you guys get that. So take a picture, show us your proof, and the first 15 will get a free patch, which is pretty awesome. I like them anyway. I yeah, think so. that's a great yeah. But yes, make sure to so you guys can follow and stay tuned with our episodes that are going to be coming on every Monday from 8 p.m. to uh, whenever we run out of things to talk about. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so how about this? We'll, we'll start with uh, hell freezing over by the that's sound. That's right. That's right. Uh, Britt Buck, we'll start with you. Uh, closing thoughts on the ship today. Sure. You know I it, it's not like something profound. I just, I, I love this show. I love you guys. I love you guys in the comments, watching and listening. Um, you know what? This is this is something great. If you're just listening to this for the first time, um, where have you been? This is episode five. <laughs> uh, go back, listen to previous episodes. You can catch us on YouTube. You can catch us on Facebook. You can catch us on Twitch and Twitter and... Um, We're running out of places to go. <laughs> I'm running out of, of, of things here that I, I realize that is, is going on. Um, right. <laughs> like, just help us grow the show. Recommend it to somebody. Like, if you know a books fan, then you know what Donnie knows. It. It's hashtag grow the show. Oh, right. um, baby. <laughs> it's, 
It is. It, it, it's grow the show. If you know a books fan who you think might be interested in this, hell, if you know like a football fan that might be interested in hearing more about the books, because that's that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about like the history. We're going to be talking about fun facts. We're going to have amazing guests. Yes. And I've got these two amazing co-hosts doing it with me. So, you know what? Take it away. All Ruth right, the well, truth. Closing, yeah. closing thoughts on the ship. Ruth the truth. All right. You can't handle the Ruth. Just kidding. Um, wrap it up for tonight's segment thank you guys so much for considering me to work alongside you guys on set the sales podcast you guys are doing an amazing job so far only five episodes in i've watched all five you guys are incredible and i am so glad to be a part of the team over tonight's segment it was phenomenal being able to speak uh to tj reeves who's been covering the bucks for who knows how long and he has a great radio voice so just being able to listen to him was spectacular um, as well as having Corey on, it's great to have another young sports fan being able to, you know, commend all of our, our all the ones Whoa. that are funny. Call us old, bro. So old. <laughs> and then also adding Kevin into the show at the mix. Make sure you guys go check him out for the what is it? The four man rush. The four man rush. So yeah, we're all here to support each other because we all have one thing in common: we love sports. That's right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us here. Of course, for myself, James Ludeman, James Brentbuck Wilson, and of course, our newest host, Ruth The Truth. Thank you all so much for joining us. If you want to listen to the show uh, after as well, we are also uh, now on Spotify. We are on Anchor. And we are now officially, as of this past week, on Apple Podcasts. So you can also check that out as well. Uh, don't forget about our giveaway. You have to send us the picture of your subscription in a message the first 15 to do so will get the patch thank you all for watching and of course root the truth we end every show by That's saying the thing that everyone loves let's go oh bucks bucks you never do it keep do it. Right. I, can't work with you. I can't work with this <laughs> I, can't. I can't you're dismissed get lost no <laughs> You guys have a great weekend. Don't for, don't forget to share me some love tomorrow. It's my birthday tomorrow. We we completely oh, forgot yeah. to talk about that. Oh, we're not going to talk about it. Birthday. Oh, you know what? We're not going to talk about it. No, we're not going to bring it up. Actually, you got plans? No. Uh, my plans are that I'm going to stay home and <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna clean because that's what you do when you're old. Right. Ruth, the truth, because you called me old on this show. I didn't anyway. call you. <laughs> and being old, it's another birthday announcement. I won't be joining you guys next week uh, because it's my birthday. Yeah. And so you know, it's going to be a two-hander between these two. Um, you know, I'm probably going to watch. I'm probably going to be in the comments yeah. um, harassing us. Be, yeah, harassing us. We're yeah. actually going to have. We're going to have actually a special host join us next week too okay. uh, for Brit Buck. His name is El Bushman. Uh, Evan, and he is the host of Sports Caffeine, and he's going to come and uh, and and host with us next week. So that'll be a lot of fun. He's taking and, your uh, job. No, he's not taking your job. He's not taking your job. He's just filling it. Exactly, quite the same. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for this alone. That's right. That's right. He's got he's got the flag. I just got a crib behind me. All right, guys. But anyway, well, thank you so much for watching. We appreciate you all. Check us out everywhere you can. Share the show. Grow the show. Hashtag. And thank you guys so much for watching. Have a great evening. Uh, remember Memorial Day today. Thank you for those who have fought for our freedom that we are able to do this. 
We love you. We appreciate you. Thank to our guests. And of course, uh, we will see you right back here next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We will see you later. Bye.